0: Shut up
1: and sit down. Hello strangers and welcome to Strangers in a Cinema. I'm one of your co-hosts Paul Anderson here with co-host Grace Williams. And this week we've got a guest everybody. We've got a guest. Uh, We've got Jeff Harmer with us. uh, Film director Jeff Harmer. Jeff, how are you? Hello. Welcome. Yeah, very good, thanks, Paul. Is this your first time on Strangers in a Cinema? I think it is, isn't it? Uh, uh-huh. No, no, it's my second. Have you been on, when were you on before? This is. I have, oh, I don't remember. I know we were talking about something. We were, we were. Uh,
0: it might be been to do with Addict all those years ago. It may
1: well have been, yeah. Oh no, I think we interviewed you, but I don't think you were on, I think with Addict was before we were doing the show, unless you have been on the show before, it might be. Anyway, anyway, you are familiar with Strangers in the Cinema, which is all good. So, yeah, so just to give you a rundown um, of what we're going to do today, we're going to have a brief chat about the BAFTA Awards, because I don't know if anyone noticed in the news that they were announced last night, the BAFTA Award winners. Hey. So we're recording on a Monday. This episode will probably go out Thursday, but we're recording on the Monday after the BAFTAs, so it's all quite fresh to us. Uh, So we're going to have a bit of a chat about the BAFTAs. We're going to go through the user sections of what we've been watching, where myself, Jeff, and Grace will run through uh some of the films that we've seen and what we thought. Uh, And then the feature this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to go with an older film this week, a film. Uh, called Legend from 1985. Jeff, is that correct?
0: 85 in the UK, 85. 86 in the. Okay, area.
1: there we go. Uh, it's Ridley Scott's Legend, so we're gonna have a talk about that. Um, Jeff, it's fair to say that you like Legend quite a lot, don't you? I do. I'm a, I'm a more than a massive fan. How um how much do you like Legend? A lot. <laughs>
0: um, so much so that I actually started up a Facebook sort of fan page. Um, or oh, a few years ago now, and it's got about it's got over ten thousand followers.
1: That's impressive.
0: Uh, it's just nice to know that Legend's got more than ten thousand fans. Yeah. <laughs> <you know>? uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm just. A, just a massive geek when it comes to Legend. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, Tim Curry. Um, and and everyone loves Tom Cruise, don't they? Surely. Uh, fair, yeah. It's just. Yeah, there's just nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. No. Well, um, we'll get... And it's got, it's got so many different... Yeah, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk a bit, so we'll talk a bit about, about it
1: later. But yeah, how, how this came about, listeners, is I put on Facebook that I was watching Legend for the first time, because it was like, what do you mean you've never seen? And then uh, Jeff noticed I'd not yeah, seen yeah. Legend before. And then I think, uh, but then yeah, then a Facebook conversation happened. He was like, right, come on the show, we can talk about Legend. So yeah, yeah that's that's how this has come about. It's one of your favourites, isn't it, Grace, from childhood?
2: Yeah, I I watched it a lot when I was little, um, and um, yeah, th- that one horse um, unicorn scene and the horse scene from Neverending Story are like two of the most scarring mo- film moments of my life. So, you know, I have a soft spot for Neverending. Right.
0: The interesting thing, well, we'll talk more about it later, but I'll be interested to work. Well, I think I know which version
1: you will have seen jeff knows jeff about... knows legend he hasn't jeff hasn't come to play yeah. like, we're gonna we're gonna getting into legend <laughs> i can tell which is exciting but before Absolutely. we get there uh baftas so yes as i mentioned before the baftas were last night um i'm gonna run down the list as i can see it here i think and then we'll just sort of have everyone's thoughts on it so outstanding british film uh winner the favorite um
2: yeah
1: happy with that everyone do you think Has everyone seen the uh, what, what if i'm think? it's a shame but i haven't seen the fake. okay yet. you are missing out jeff you are missing i know out. i know i am
0: um i've got one of those um limitless passes so it, it, it's shocking that i haven't <laughs> yeah. seen it yet so um yeah and i will i will rectify
1: it you, you should you yeah, grace a, what did a, you think deserving a, winner
2: a, a deserving winner and um a film based in fact so good <laughs> Actual accuracy. Of and the I'm just one quite game.
1: relieved that Bohemian Rhapsody didn't win. Thank God in that category. I'll be honest,
2: because <laughs> that wasn't factually um, correct.
1: Best animated film: uh, yeah. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Well yeah. deserved, I think, on this one. What?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I thought Spider-Man yeah. into the Spider-Verse was superb. You probably do. you prefer Ride of Dogs? Do you think is that what you're?
2: Oh, I mean, I've, I, 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 I love. I like them both in different ways. I just thought, um, I don't know, where's Anderson is. I, You know, I love him so much. So, you know, but they're good. Good for Spidey. Good for him. Yeah, good
1: for Spidey. Jeff, what did you think? Into the Spider-Verse? Have you seen Uh, this?
0: Oh, absolutely. One of the best films uh, I saw of last year. I completely agree with you. It blew blew my little socks off. (laughs) Yeah, it did. I wasn't expecting it to, and it just came out of nowhere. It was just so fresh. You haven't seen anything like it. It was almost like, like Tron. You know where Tron, back in 1982... Uh, no one had seen anything like it. It was kind of ahead of its time, mm. so it didn't do so well because of that. But mm. I think Spider-Man in Spider-Verse is almost a flip side. Again, we haven't seen anything quite like this. It's
1: it's it is ahead of its time, but people love it, and I'm really pleased. Yeah, I think for my money, I remember I remember talking about this in the show before. For my money, it was even it, it topped Infinity War for me as my favourite superhero film of last year. I, I genuinely mm. blew me away. Grace <laughs> is getting angry in the corner there. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I mean don't get wrong Grace I didn't dislike Infinity War but yeah Spider-Man's no. the Spider-Verse chanced it for me uh, Grace yeah, like i, I agree. likes Infinity War probably almost as much as Jeff likes Legend I think so uh, <laughs> really yeah. wow have we started a fan page yeah I think it's got enough <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what else have we got we've got well, I'm not going to go down all of them in all the fairness because that's going to take us forever Yeah. Um, what else have we got major winners best supporting actress we had Rachel Vice. From the favorite, um, I think well Why deserved. I, d- I still think it probably should have been a joint award for Rachel Weisz and Emma Stone in the favorite because yeah. I don't think one performance works without the other. But both of them are brilliant, so I think that's that's worth well worth a well worth it. Uh, best adapted screenplay, Grace. Yeah. Black Klansman.
2: Yeah. Happy. Well done, Spike. Good for you.
1: <laughs> you seen Black Klansman? played enough?
0: Spike's won something. I have. I really liked it. I didn't think it was an absolute amazing film, but. I think for a, for a spikely joint, yeah, it was one of his better ones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's so. the best film we've he's, seen he's, from he's him. He's starting for to come out of his dark period.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, best original music, no surprises here. A star is born. Grace's favourite film of last year. Whatever. And you think you're <laughs> the, the, the only one that's probably walked out of it? because it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like... I haven't seen okay. it, it's, <laughs> but that's it's fine. On purpose, it's, it's fine. The music's the music's very catchy. I can see why it won uh, best music. <laughs> uh best original screenplay went to the favorite fair enough um and yeah we won't talk too much about the favorite best supporting actor this was a bit of a shocker for you grace i think yeah Uh, you thought it would go to richard e grant for can you ever Forgive me yeah and it went to mahershala ali for green book and i only saw green book for the first time last Mm -hmm. night and Mm -hmm. i think this is well deserved because both mahershala ali and vigo mortensen are on incredible form in green book so i think this is this is well deserved. I think um, Mahesh Bhatt is going to be massive. Yeah, I'm glad he did um, win
2: it. It's just I just assumed Richard E. Grant would win the BAFTA because
1: because he's British, yeah, British, 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 from, British, and I love
2: it. Yeah, yeah,
1: but you know. Uh, so, best cinematography. I would like to have seen this gone. I'd like to have seen more gone to Cold War, but I always talk about Cold War in this a lot. Best cinematography, surprise, surprise, and probably deservedly so. Roma. Jeff, have you seen Roma yet? Yeah. I have. Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful it film. is Beautiful. staggering it's i think it's just a staggering technical accomplishment i haven't i haven't seen a film yeah. that looks that good it's a shame we were talking about this off air actually it's a shame mm. that it didn't go wider i think in terms of cinematic release because i think mm. if i'd managed yeah. to see this I, would, scene, I would love yeah. to have seen it on the big i think screen. it would have had more of an impact on me had i seen it on the big screen for the first time and yeah. not sort of made cups of tea as it was on and that kind of thing so yeah. um but yeah it's yeah incredible incredible technical achievement um, outstanding Debut by British writer-director. Uh, winner, the winner is Beast. Has anyone seen Beast?
2: No. I've seen bits of Beast. Okay,
1: I haven't seen Beast not, yet. This is, this is Michael Be- Pearce. Well done, Michael Pierce. We haven't seen Beast yet, so I'm sorry I brought that up. Um, yeah, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> best film not in the English language was Roma, uh, which is fair, although I'd like to have seen this gone to Cold War because Roma won a lot of other things. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Cold War. Oh, Cold I'm War. guessing it's good. I... I, I i don't think i've seen a film that i considered better at, probably in the last five years i just it absolutely blew me away i, I genuinely loved it and it's, it does so much with 88 minutes it's just so yeah. good so good so definitely, cool. definitely find i look forward to that one um best director alfonso coran for roma fair enough i think everyone would agree with that
2: Crikey.
1: best actress olivia colman for the favorite I can't what? really argue with that, to be honest. Well, I Lady she's... Gaga. I didn't she looks win it, great so... even in the trailer. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she is. She yeah. is great in this. Melissa McCarthy would is, would have been a good shout. Has anyone seen The Wife, by the way? No. No. So Glenn Close That's was us. another was another favourite for that. Uh, and then uh, Roma's won again. Yeah. Uh, best film overall for Roma.
2: Oh, you missed out Best Actor.
1: Did I miss out Best Actor? Yeah. I, did, I mean, it's I? all right, but. I did miss out Best Actor. <laughs> you did. Uh, best Actor was Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> What do we think on this? What what did what did we think of? I mean, we've talked a bit about Bohemian Rhapsody on the show. Jeff, you you can offer a fresh perspective sure. on this. I
0: I really liked Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. I thought it was better than it was going to be. Right. Um, uh, and I thought Rami Malek did a fantastic job. Whether that is best actor material, I'm not sure. I think definitely a nomination. Mm. But you know, having I haven't seen Stan Ollie yet, or I haven't seen Green Book, so. You know, from what I've seen of those guys' performances, they look pretty amazing in those films. So I'm not sure whether they're just doing it because it was a British film. I'm not sure. Uh, I liked him a lot. I'm just not 100% sure whether it was absolute best. best. am kind of with you, know, you there, because
1: I, I haven't seen... I mean, Green Book's freshest in my mind. I have seen all of the, the nominations, in fairness. Steve Coogan is incredible in Stan Nolly. Um, the film is a bit dry, aside from that, in my opinion. Um Green, Viggo Morton in Green Book is just incredible as is Christian Baird in Vice and Bradley Cooper's A Star Is Born is good as well so that's quite a hotly contested category but yeah, but Rami Minnick's performance is good so well done I think from everyone here at Strangers in a Cinema to all of the winners who definitely are definitely are listening to this show so well done guys you're more than welcome to guest on the future podcast if you'd like uh, you know where we are Alfonso um, Cran's going to need a, yeah. a
2: larger uh, mantelpiece yeah absolutely
1: (laughs) absolutely maybe you should start the uh, Roma Facebook fan page Jeff and we can get Alfonso Coran on the show
2: yeah let's just let's give it a yeah
1: why not why not right anyway so that's it for the intro and BAFTAs chat we'll be back after this brief interlude with what we've been watching
2: What have we been watching? That's the next section. <laughs> I'm gonna get better at these linking bits. What that was about?
1: that was one of the better ones. I mean, normally they're normally they're just laced with sarcasm quite often, and we have to start the section again. So you are improving, Grace. I'll give you that. So yeah, so that that was at least said with some, you know, you said like you were you said it like you were enjoying yourself, which is I good. Have. So we're we're getting there. Um, so this section is where we just go. What have we been watching? As Grace just said, uh, Jeff, do you want to go first as a guest? What have you been watching this week?
0: Cool. Do you
1: want
0: me to do it now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting confused. Um, well, I, what I've been watching, um, I saw, uh, first of all, saw a film called I'm a Hero, um, 2016. Uh, it's a, a zombie um, horror from Japan. Very much uh, sort of in the same sort of vein as films like Train to Busan and World War Z. I won't I say Z, Z. It's uh, basically it's like a a virus outbreak, and there's a a, an anime um, uh, artist who just gets caught up in it. His his girlfriend is one of the first to go, and and the zombie or virus things are kind of a bit weird because they they have a uh, they're like goldfish. They have a memory of the last sort of you know so many minutes of their life, whatever, and um, they kind of remember who they were. But they're all zombies and. And it starts off really well. I mean, this whole onslaught of creatures and the world just goes to shit and all the rest of it. And then he goes a really slow moment in the middle where it's like snails pay slow and they're trying to throw in a bit of a love story in there and all these other things. It's all sort of like, oh, I'll just get back to the zombies. Um, and then towards the end, it sort of turns into like um, uh, Dawn of the Dead where they sort of end up holding themselves up in a, a shopping mall. And it gets, uh, and it's, it has sort of, uh, sort of elements of Shaun of the Dead and all these other things and it just gets more and more gorier and gorier and loads of shooting and heads blowing <laughs> up and, <laughs> uh, and and I really, really enjoyed it and uh, only, the only reason I found it because uh, it's not available in the UK um, I, I was I was on Instagram and I, I think I've got I, I follow a follower hashtag like Indie Horror or something and there was this one weird clip of like this thing crawling along the floor it looked like a person I wasn't sure what it was and then I saw these comments saying wow this is a really cool film I'm a hero and so I tracked it down and uh and I'm really glad I did I really really enjoyed it um so yeah, yeah. I saw that uh and the other film I saw this
1: uh this week was uh Alita I've seen Alita this would be good Angel. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about this film <laughs> I know that you didn't I wasn't because I've got letterbox. Not, <laughs> I
0: know I did not they were, you know, effects-wise, they're amazing. Um, the effects are amazing. Um, did, I, did I say the effects are good? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something I saying good about it. Um, the, 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 the lady, I forgot her name, who plays the lead.
1: Rosa Salazar.
0: Elita. Uh, that's Salazar, that's the one. I thought she was good, um, even though she was, you know, computer-generated from the neck up. Um I thought, you know, uh, it was a really interesting character, what they created there. But I just, I thought the story was awful. I thought it was half a film. It just felt like they they rushed everything. You know, there was, without trying to give away any spoilers, there was one moment where uh, one character was like sort of bad. And then obviously, without being on screen, decided to realise the error of his ways and tried to stop. The people he was being bad with, and make them become good, and and it was just no reason for it. It just suddenly popped out of the blue, and <laughs> he was going to do a complete changing his a uh, 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 character, and it just so many beats that were just wrong. And I just sat there, and I I haven't laughed out loud at a film being so bad before, until I saw that. There were certain moments, so I just was like shocked at how. Unnecessary or rushed, and I, I, you know, I'm I'm normally one of these people that I admire all from the inside, but I actually was quite verbal watching this film. <laughs> normally yeah. like that, um, but you know, there's lots to like, but there's there's also a lot to dislike. So it never it didn't really sit with me. Okay, the 3D presentation in the series and cinema. I saw it in was dreadful right I think I'd like to see it on IMAX 3D before I made a yeah I think that would look opinion. quite impressive
1: I saw it in 2D in fairness I, I kind of I see where you're coming from I I really do because it, it's clumsy for sure uh and some of the plotting is all over the shop and yeah I know exactly where you're coming from about that character in particular but for me I think there was enough there was enough going on to carry it as as just a pure piece of sort of popcorn spectacle really like the the special effects, I thought a couple of scenes looked a little bit unfinished, and then a couple of see- a couple of times, the, like especially the human faces on the cyborg bodies. I think there's yeah. one set piece with um, Isa Gonzalez's character, I think she looked really unfinished. But then you've got Ed Screen's character who looked awesome throughout, so I think at, at times the special effects looked unfinished. At t- When they hit, they were incredible for me the strength of the set pieces carried this carried this film i just thought it was like like 12 year old paul would have given this 11 out of 10 there's this there's <laughs> absolutely no doubt yeah and like and i'm always i'm always a sucker for sci-fi like i've sat through some right old shit just because it's science fiction um yeah. and i think yeah I, i'm the yeah, same. <laughs> and you're just like why am i watching this oh there's spaceships like that's why i'm watching it um <laughs> uh, but now i think yeah but there's these go on sorry did you like the the
0: cameos You know, there was a few cameos in there. One that absolutely, you know, it's okay to... I won't reveal the cameo towards the latter half of the film. I thought that was James Cameron, uh, to
1: be honest, until he took his glasses off at the end.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there was the, like, Jeff Fahey was in there. Yes. He was hilarious. Yeah, he was great. One line in the entire film, and it just made me crack up. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if that was intentional or not, you know? Because there were so many other moments that I laughed where I shouldn't have done. That um, I wasn't
1: sure. <laughs> no, I, I do see. Yeah, def- definitely clumsy in places, and I think it could have. You know, it could have been incredible. I think there was there was space for it to be incredible. Or I just think that for me, there was you know, the visual. The visuals carried it. The the world building carried it. I'd be up for a sequel. And I, I sort of yeah, if you go into it with your brain switched firmly down to zero, you'll probably have a good time. It might be though this is the other thing as well. I don't know if you find this guys when you go into a film with such a low expectation mm. and then it's not dre- then you kind of half enjoy it yeah. and then the next time you watch it you go oh no that wasn't very good. Yeah. Cuz I've got a confession to make here. Mm. I came out of the cinema watching Terminator Genesis and mm. I was just like oh, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. And I can't bring myself I can't bring myself to watch it again and mm. this is the first time I've ever admitted that because I've got a feeling because my expectation was like below zero for Terminator mm. Genesis. And I'm pretty sure it is a bad film, but I came out of it as so I had quite a good time. And yeah. like Ghost in the Shell was another one, cause I, oh, and also the IMAX effect is another thing. So I yeah. watched Ghost in the Shell and IMAX, the, the um, Scarlett Johansson version, and uh, I came yeah. out I was like, that was wicked.
2: Yeah, I watched that twice. And
1: then second viewing, not yeah. quite as good, but I don't know. Do you, you get this with sort of, do you think low expectations are a bad thing at times? or?
0: No God no. I think sometimes you go with low, uh, and it helps. Um, you know, uh, sometimes you don't. Hey, what was everyone moaning about? That was all right, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I, I the, my problem is I've seen an awful lot of original sci-fi lately, and and it's been done uh, not so well, oh. you know. Like oh. I saw Valerian recently, and Jupiter Ascending, and Mortal Engines and and they all are a very similar ilk and i put a in there where they they're trying to do something original and i i absolutely applaud them for that but it to the point is that they're they're spending so much time on creating these amazing worlds and doing these visual effects they forget about the story yeah. and the people and, they, and 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 sometimes you know even the actors i mean in a i didn't think um uh coming yeah yeah, i I didn't think he was any good in this. i I honestly thought he was just just doing it for the paycheck. He there was no real emotion in him. Uh, I didn't like his character anyway. I didn't like who he becomes in it. Um, and I just uh, I just thought he was too old. I think they should have chosen more wisely for his character. And I don't know. I, I'm just hoping that that people even though uh these original sci-fi is struggling at the minute to get a really good decent film in i just hope that people continue to strive to get a good decent bit of sci-fi on the screen because it just keeps failing and failing and failing at the minute you know what alien covenant was another one which i was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot all this stuff is just you know up, up, and the last jedi as well divided i hated it um, i'm with you
1: on that one grace last <laughs> yeah. jedi but, but, yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean uh, Solo I really enjoyed it I like, it. Solo. Then, I like again, solo I went in with low expectations because I thought the trailer was awful uh, and I was I was I was gobsmacked how good it yeah. was I'm totally with you on but, um, Solo I'm,
1: yeah I really yeah. really liked it
0: yeah so that's what I mean I'm just hoping that uh, uh, that the original sci-fi doesn't die no that's fair I can, I'm, I can see it on the cards and I'm just you know I'm worried because I love all that crap you yeah uh, the element and stuff like that that was you know that sort of, you know, that fed my imagination for years.
1: Uh, Grace. Yeah. No, enough of the death of sci-fi. What have you been watching?
2: <laughs> you just reminded me, Jeff, I watched a zombie film as well called The Cured. That literally just popped Ooh, into my head. The, Cured. the El- okay. Ellen Page film. It's the Irish zombie drama. You're looking at have me like it? I should have heard of it. Yeah, I haven't. why haven't you? Well, I haven't heard have of you it. you not? No. Weird. Was it good? Well, it's it's a it's an odd concept. So it's basically it's set in I think it's set in Northern Ireland, excuse me if it's Southern Ireland, but um basically there was a massive um zombie outbreak and um a cure's found and only and seventy five percent of people who, who were affected by the um virus um revert back to normal quotation marks and so the film starts where the, the cured zombies are being reintegrated into society. And obviously, this is causing a lot of tension um, in the cities because they're like, "Hey, you killed loads of people, horrible zombies! Get out, go back to where you came from." Um, so it's about it follows a couple of um, reintegrated, cured zombies and how they deal with their, like what they've done and how they interact with their families again and fit back into society. And
0: that does sound very much like a TV show that was on yeah with um ricky dude from the the royal family oh right. Ricky Tomlinson. oh right
2: okay maybe but this had um ellen page in it i know um but
0: there was a tv show that very very similar oh, okay
2: also maybe it's not it so does sound different. good though it was it was okay i mean maybe i was a bit sleepy i, I tend to do this i start like serious <laughs> films and i'm wanting a little bit of a sleepy but yeah no i recommend it i think it's on netflix i think that's where i watched it yeah um but it, it it wasn't all all gore and guts. It was there was a, you know I think it was a bit of a um, uh, metaphor for Irish conflict as well and um, lots of political stuff. So um, it's quite heavy hitting. So I watched I watched that and I also watched Velvet Buzzsaw.
1: I keep meaning to watch this uh, and I haven't got around to it yet. I've read do some. It. Pr- oh okay. <laughs> so I've read really mixed things about Velvet Buzzsaw. Do you good, bad, indifferent?
2: I I thought it was um I thought it was a good film. I thought it was creepy. Um I'm finding it hilarious that loads of people think it's so creepy that they can't have art on their walls anymore because like it's really <laughs> like, as a horror fan, it's really like
1: nothing. not that creepy. But it's yeah.
2: it's you know, it, it's it's a similar I guess it's like a similar thing to like the Square or something where it is a you know, a discussion about what is art and um, what does it take to be an artist? And Jake Gyllenhaal's really good in it, so I I, I recommend it. You know good do it and then I'll, I'll do a link on i've been watching escape room who else has seen that i watched you? escape room we
1: were in the same cinema together and I, I messaged you creepily on whatsapp to say i'm behind you and your phone I... wasn't on which ruined oh. the gag <laughs> it makes
2: sense doesn't <laughs> like yeah, it but in the
1: I, w- I will hasten to add listeners that i did message in the adverts to say that i'm oh, behind you oh, i didn't I'm... message i didn't message during the film oh, my oh, phone I... is off during the film i, I want to make that clear yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, yes escape room what what did you think what's what's the premise of this Piece of utter <laughs> trash. <laughs> these,
2: people, these people get a black box and and it says come all oh, come to this escape room, it's gonna be great and then lots of different people turn up to an escape room, one of them's like um a super escape room nerd and another person's a bit of a like stock market jock. Um and then they have to go through a series of awful rooms which you kind of watch it and go how did this massive apartment i'm gonna
1: jump in here i think and just say look basically (laughs) i've never been to an escape room and if i do go to an escape room and it's not as elaborate as this i'm going to be bitterly disappointed because the whole like the whole building is supposed to be this escape room like there's no way there's absolutely no No. way that this room is even you could you, I don't think you could make this building into what they've made here, full stop. No. At one point, they go outside, but they're inside. There's like a, an Arctic room, then there's a room where everything turns into a giant heater and incinerates people. Yeah. And Then there's an upside down room that hangs above a lift shaft. It's fucking yeah. bonkers. It's so
2: stupid. Uh, it
1: sounds a bit like the Cube. It is. It was, it's yeah. a bit. It's a base. Yeah. I think basically what people have gotten onto is the fact people have watched Cube, which was really good, uh, and then gone, oh, there's this escape room thing that's trendy at the moment. Yeah. We'll make a film called Escape Room. This is the second film called escape room that we've watched yep. this year because it's the one I watched on Netflix by accident thinking it was this one yeah. which I hated possibly even more than this escape room. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this now. I need to, we need to escape stop, this conversation. Stop making what did, escape did Grace what did you think <laughs> of escape room?
2: <laughs> oh it was it was fun enough. I like um I liked Deborah Wall. Um I was I was sad that she uh, spoilers I don't care. I, don't, I was sad she wasn't in it for too long. <laughs> It's like—is that all you could get for this film? Like our oh, main star is Deborah Ann. whoa yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's worth it's, a watch.
1: It's terrible. Like it's fundamentally awful, but it's so stupid yeah. that there's quite a lot of fun to be had from it. I didn't yeah. come out of it going, "I wasn't entertained." Yeah, no, it was because it's it's so ridiculous. And honest, honestly, Jeff, you need you need to. I'd love to see someone or so It's the kind of thing that if the film had got bigger, this is the kind of thing that would be in Empire Magazine, where someone oh. la- where someone laid out a diagram of what this building has to look like to yeah. make this to make this escape room i'd like to see i'd like to be in a room with the screenwriters where i'm going go on then show me how this works because they i guarantee they yeah, haven't done it they have not well, done i'll tell
0: it. you what <laughs> you need to speak to uh, james Hamer morton right okay uh, one of the actors of dead air yeah. um <clears throat> because he designs uh, escape rooms oh really uh, officially He's got okay. his own escape room in reading uh, he's written a book on it as well right okay really? we'll see what we should get him on to if we can
1: find a couple more films called escape room then we can get him on as a guest and we can have an escape room yeah. special Yes, please. <laughs> in that, an that escape that room whilst we're trying to yeah. figure it out yes recorded from an escape room i like it grace Saucer. i think i think we're on it now i think we're on this <laughs> um i wanted to bring up one more thing uh, i was going to talk about lego movie 2 but i'm not going to because i really didn't like it it was really boring it was full of cheap pop culture references and i would say steer well clear of lego movie too uh, come at me uh, right the film i really wanted to talk about uh, which is a film that i missed last year because i couldn't find it anywhere in bath and was too lazy to go to bristol to see it uh, this is blind spotting uh, from 2018 from last year uh, starring david diggs and raphael casal who is a, a both rappers i think david diggs I believe was uh on the original cast of hamilton and he's in um, um Velvet Buzzsaw. and he's in he's in Velvet Buzzsaw, yes Thanks. this is directed by carlos lopez estrada and i think written by david diggs and uh his co-star as well uh rafael cassell um yeah this this film i have to say i don't think i've ever seen anything quite like it it's just absolutely bristling with energy it's kind of set follows the lives of two friends uh one of which a guy called colin who is on his last day of probation um and is trying to stay out of trouble with his friend miles who is uh a troublemaker shall we say um and yeah it's sort of set on the streets of i don't know where it's set in all honesty, uh, oakland in california yeah. so um it's kind of got that the gritty urban setting that you mm. used to from films of this type if you get if you if you watch the trailer you'll see what i mean in terms of the setting um the character of Colin witnesses a police shooting um, of an unarmed black man uh, and this images start to haunt him and it goes on from there so it's not necessarily a new concept it's kind of a similar setup to the hate you give I guess which I also really quite liked but there's just something about how the, the energy of this film like the, the the sort of the musical numbers the rap numbers are incredible the film just has such an energy to it that it's just literally bristling with energy. I've never seen anything quite like it and it's just, it feels like, despite the fact that this is a subject matter that's been covered and it's important, obviously very important that filmmakers keep covering subjects like this, you have not seen this done before in this way. It's just such, it feels like a one-off in just the way that it's done. It's hard to describe. I'm not doing a very good job of describing why it's so good. But what, what I will say is just see it and then come back to me and let me know what you both think because it is an absolutely it's it's such a powerful piece of filmmaking and like the fine the, the final closing scenes are just incredible and i, I hands down it probably would if i'd seen it last year it would have made my top 10 of the year last year it's just absolutely superb piece of filmmaking very very different very very fresh absolutely mm-hmm. superb um yeah so find it find it at once okay. <laughs> that would be my advice to you both um, right, we'll have a brief break and then we're back after this where we're going to talk to Jeff, or Jeff is going to talk to us, in fact, about his up and coming film project, Dead Air. So we'll be back very briefly.
2: And we're back. No Dead Air here. What oh, voices? It's loads <laughs> of Dead Air jokes, I see. Um,
1: Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, yes. Jeff, Jeff, I don't know why I've said your name so many times as we apologise. <gasps> Jeff! <laughs> it's um, fine. Dead Air. Why are we making jokes about Dead Air, Jeff? What is what is Dead Air, and what part have dead you played air. in it?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> what part haven't I? No. <laughs> um, dead Air is a um, is a proof of concept film that I'm uh, making, or uh, involved in making. Uh, I'm the producer and director, uh, and editor. Um it's uh god I haven't had to say this sort of spiel for a while we've we've been working on it for so long uh it's been like nearly 3 years of the making wow. and um we're currently uh in uh, post production uh we shot it back in September 2017 god that was so long ago um and for one thing or another we're still in post but the you know there's light at the end of the tunnel but the film's is about uh, a bunch of sort of punk rockers a uh, band, an all female punk band called Monster Kitten, um, and they're travelling on a plane to the last or penultimate gig of their comeback tour. Uh, on this plane, there are a bunch of sneaky, evil pilots who have uh, got a sort of cargo that's a bit nasty uh, uh, in the hold. Um, uh, they've got these like, little critters that sort of look like gremlin type things. Um, basically, uh, someone gets scratched, and then all hell starts to <laughs> break loose. That turns like little zombie things, and it's just it's a, it's a comedy horror. Um, it's sort of um, kind of a, a cross between sort of Gremlins and Josie and the Pussycats, that type of
1: thing. Okay, I like that. I like that description. That's a
2: good. Sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> I'm sold.
0: Yeah. It was absolutely fab, fab um, time making it so far, I and mean, we've had so many really good people involved. I mean, everyone's been fabulous,
1: but um, it sounds quite. A, is, is it quite an effects-heavy production? So it was it? Is it? If I remember rightly, is there is there some practical effects involved in this? If correct, yeah, there's a
0: lot. We we had a, a load of puppets uh, designed and built and puppeteered on on set. We had um, some of the crew, some actual genuine puppeteers uh, involved um, who were doing. Uh, so we had a, girl, a very very good guy called Andrew James Spooner who was our Puppet coordinator he worked on things like um uh he did muppets most wanted he did um muppet treasure island oh. um,
2: <laughs> stuff like that i think he's
0: he's done some work on the new dark crystal tv series as
2: well i believe Shut up. that's
0: amazing um, yeah uh, and then we had tony limbora who was also a a muppeteer he worked on christmas carol as well as treasure island and so we had like these amazing, amazing people. Then we had like a, some practical effects team doing uh, sort of turning our adults, uh, real people, into monsters uh, and doing all the blood
1: effects. Is this? Is this? I mean, you've 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 made a number of films in the past. Is would you say yeah. this is kind of the most effects heavy one you've worked on? Is is this? What's, oh hell yeah! Is this what's causing the? Is is it delayed in post production, or had you kind of expected it to take this long with the, with the
0: the effects um, work that you're doing? No. it...
1: it the edit
0: took a lot longer than uh, expected which could sort of was our initial delay um, uh, but the it is the uh we had basically the the creatures have glowing green eyes right um, which is something we we didn't have the money to do practically because we probably could have done it in real life but obviously you know you have to do what you can with the money you've got yeah. so and we just said well we'll have to do this in post um, it might be safer uh, it'll certainly be cheaper um so but um yeah so we did all the crowdfunding and everything so now we're in post uh, we're now doing uh, a lot of the green eye stuff and there's just some little minor tweaks in the background that are just helping us out um and the problem is is the the team that are working on it um they've got a lot of work on it as well so they're trying to juggle lots of different jobs at the same time so um, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're about, I'd say about halfway through the VFX. And then once the VFX are done, then it
1: literally is graded and then we're done. Okay. So right. audios, the the edits there, I've got picture. What you're saying, Jeff, is I will get a return on my Kickstarter at some point. <laughs> you will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, we are, we're, we're literally we're this close. We had a, um, a guy called, um, I don't think you heard of uh, a guy called Dirk Mags.
1: It's a cool name, but no. <laughs> uh,
0: if you're into audio dramas, okay. I don't know if you are. Like if you listen to Audible or Radio Four okay. or things like that, he's a uh, he's a director right. of uh, a radio drama. Um, he did all the Alien Audible books. Oh, I've heard uh, good he things did... about those. To be fair, yeah, yeah, there's some some really good ones there. Um, he did the X Files. He did the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that was on last year on Radio Four. You know, he's done plenty of uh, of audio dramas and there. Uh, when me and uh andrew spooner were doing a talk on puppeteers or puppeteering in tv and film he came and uh and introduced himself to us because he really liked the idea of uh dead air he just said you sort of
1: you know i've come to see you to make sure you're not a bunch of idiots was he at the x66 talk that I, is this the x66 talk that yeah i was at that's right i didn't realize yeah. he was in the room okay yeah Sorry. He, he came
0: in and uh he approached us afterwards and we had a nice chat and he Said, right, I'll, I'll do your, uh, audio, dry, uh, your um, audio mix for you. So, um, oh, wow. he finished that um, back in November, I think, last year, maybe October, I can't remember. Um, and he did an absolutely mind blowing uh, job on that. I mean, it really just sounds phenomenal. Um, so yeah, you know, we've got the, the amazing score by Dan Hall, we've got um, Dirk who's now put it all together. Um so the sound is incredible. Um so it literally is just waiting on the VFX and then grade and then done, you know. We've had lots of uh, festivals already email us uh, desperate to for us to show the film with them, which is amazing. Um and so we're really excited that, you know, people really are interested in seeing seeing our film. Is that is that so. a
1: first for you, would you say? Cause normally, is, is it normally the other way around? Would you normally have to choose yeah, festivals it to is. show things? And Grace, you're a filmmaker as well, so you probably know that, you probably an yeah, understanding of how this works. normally the other way around, is it? Or...
2: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, normally I'm just like, here's my money, please have me. Uh... <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the same here. I mean, I've been, um, been submitting to film festivals for oh, a long time, and um, this is the first time that i i actually know the uh selfie i had one or two festivals say please submit and here's the waiver um but there was only like one or two but this time we've got like five or six already wanting us to to screen at their festival and we haven't even filmed yet i haven't finished it yet yeah, so oh, um that's this amazing. is definitely um it's a, it's a it's a it's a really nice position to be in it's very exciting um we're just sort of hoping that um the VFX uh, are, you know, are, are almost there. And then we can get out there. And then the the whole point behind it is that we have a feature length version of the script already, almost, um, which my colleague Peter Hearn, who wrote the short Dead Air, is now writing the feature. He's almost finished. I think we're on draft four or five. Okay, so close Yeah. So uh, the idea is that, you know, hopefully people will see the short, they'll you know get invested in the story the ideas that we in the world that we create and think you know what you know i want to you know help these guys turn that into a feature so um that's the whole the plan um so yeah were, we're sort of halfway halfway there i'd say you know almost finished the film and then we can hit the festival circuit hard as you know as hard as we can and then see where it ends cool well
1: very exciting well, we'll so it's really we'll exciting certainly, we'll certainly review it on the show once it's uh once we can see no, it ho- so, I hope you do. for sure um where can people find out more about this Jeff? uh we're on
0: um twitter and instagram and facebook and we've got a website deadairmovie.com
1: um well what we'll do is ju- I've got I'll find the links and we'll we'll put them up, listeners, uh, in the show bio at the end, uh, so people can cool. see where they where they want to follow it. Um so yeah, very exciting. Thanks for talking about that, Jeff, because it's always it's always no, thank you know, you it's, for it's nice to hear to it's me. nice to hear about people's projects and that kind of thing coming up. Mm. And it's also nice, you know, and hopefully it gives a bit more exposure to it as well for you. So that's uh thank That's you. all good. Five, um right, we'll oh. be back after this with a chat about Ridley Scott's legend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mission Impossible, Top Gun, Scientology, these are things that we usually associate with Tom Cruise. But what we should associate is the film Legend, Always and Forever. Let's talk about it.
1: That was good, Grace, that Thank was good. You. You've levelled up. <laughs> Honestly, we were, we were criticising oh, you earlier, we said, we said, you could, you know, there was... It was maybe slightly tinged with sarcasm, <laughs> uh, but no, not, not too bad, Grace. Not too I bad. You, I think you've done well. My
2: drama training uh, paid off yes, isn't it? yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is 1985's UK release, as Jeff corrected me on earlier 1985 yeah. UK release of Legend. Um, Jeff, do you want it? well you run the yeah. Facebook page? You this is, you know, you <laughs> wanted to I've only seen it the once and I I enjoyed it. You'll be pleased to know I liked Legend. Otherwise I wouldn't be sitting Good. in the otherwise I'd be in trouble, I think, on this sitting in this chair I at the moment. Yeah. So uh, Grace loves Legend. Jeff really loves Legend. Um, Jeff, what is it about Legend that, that you like so much? And what you know, tell it tell us your le- tell us your legend story. <laughs> My
0: legend story. Basically, um uh back in obviously the mid eighties, uh, I think I first heard of the film, I was reading a um, film review magazine. Um, this is like, you know, uh, like I said, uh, uh, mid eighties. And there was a picture of the, of uh, two of these little dwarf things in the film. It was Gump, not the Gump. It was um, anyway, it was the two, uh, the, the two main um, sort of uh, uh, characters, the, the, the dwarfs. And and I saw this picture and I thought, wow, you know, this is, looks really interesting. And then, um, I remember seeing a trailer for it at the cinema uh, before something else. Maybe a Star Star Chaser, The Legend of Warren. Something like that.
1: It sounds like we should do a show on that film as well. <laughs> Have you seen Star I Chaser? Haven't. I haven't seen Star Chaser. Oh, mate. I'm going to go, I'm gonna other...
0: go and find it now, though. <laughs> it's a, it's an animated film. Uh, we'll, we'll I'll talk more later. Um, and, yeah, anyway, I saw, I saw a trailer and it just kept me. It's fantasy. And back in those days, you know, I was quite young. Um... I hadn't seen a lot, a lot of fancy uh, movies, and this one really looked like um, something straight out of one of the sort of uh, sort of Hans Christian Andersen sort of books. You know, you see all the paintings and pictures in the pages of these like fantasy novels, um, and Legend looked exactly like that. And then when I saw um, Darkness, the character of Darkness played by Tim Curry, the the look just was like, wow, this is really creepy. And so, you know, my inner kid said, well, I was a kid, said, I need to see this. This, this looks really scary. And so I saw it uh, and it just blew me away. And I have just never, never not disliked it. And I've sort of researched the hell out of it. I've collected things to do with it. Um there was a really good website called Figmentfly.com. I don't know if it's still a it's the Legend FAQ. And okay. if you want to know anything uh-huh. legend, go there. They've got all of the all the drafts or a lot of the drafts of the scripts from the very first one to nearly the last one. Um the and and I used to contribute to it. Like I used to try and find um old DVDs, or well not DVDs before then, VHS cassettes, you know, I'd find the uh, uh the self through cover, I found the um uh, the Canon because it was a Canon released film um, on on video, so Can- I found the, um, uh, the the uh, the cover the VHS cover for that and all that sort of stuff and and I just really got obsessed with it and I still am you know, I've got toys
1: to do with it which we've seen which we yeah. saw on we saw on the webcam earlier which is very very cool it's uh, mm. what's his character in the, is it darkness darkness, darkness. So the, that darkness figure yes. is is banging I'll be honest well, Grace, it, what's the, uh, what's your take on you because you're a big fan aren't you you were you were shocked. I think you swore at me when I said I was watching it for the first time. What's your take on on Legend?
2: It's just um, creepy as fuck, isn't it? Like, <laughs> but like, it's like amazing. Like the the kind of um, the cre- creatures are just phenomenal, and it's like such a lesser known Tom Cruise film. And like Tim Tim Curry's performance in it is amazing. Like, I do wonder who would win in like a three way fight between Doctor Frank and to Pennywise, or Darkness, because like those are like Um, the original It TV series, film, and Rocky Horror Picture are, like, two of my favourite movies. But Tim Curry is just, like, so good at just character acting. Everyone just sort of associates him with this, like, stuck-up British Mm. comedy actor. And then he can just, like, be this terrifying six-foot devil creature, which is just... Yeah, that just freaks me out. And um, it mentally scarred me as a child because... I think one of the unicorn dies in it, doesn't it? And then it was just really sad. And I just remember like sort of dealing with that by myself, kind of being like, "Is that right. a tear? I can see that." Yeah, it's an actual okay. tear. <laughs> I think it comes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do remember being quite confused with Tom Cruise in that film. Um yeah. Especially on second watch recently. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I, 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 I appreciate what he was doing with it but um is, was that his like, second role
0: yeah he'd just um he'd done risky business before then i think he'd done some other films really? yeah um wow. one of the reasons why um uh legend was delayed to be released in america is because the distributors thought that the world wasn't ready for a long-haired tom cruise okay uh, they <laughs> thought it would become confusing because obviously he'd sort of hit fame with um risky business and stuff like that and uh And they were like, oh, you know, now we're going to show the world this Tom Cruise that doesn't quite look like he did in that film. He's not quite as happy-go-lucky. He's a different person. And um, they were that was not that's not the reason. It was one of the reasons they were thinking about not releasing it in the spring of '86. But then I think they ended up doing it anyway, and sort of going, oh, okay, let's just do it. But you know, there was other things. They had a um, a test screening. Um, that didn't go down so well. Um, so do, uh, this is the I just need to talk about the score because there's four different versions of the film, right? Yeah,
1: you asked you asked me which version of it yeah. and which score did it so have. Uh, so yeah, yeah, by all means, go go. So I'm guessing, I'm
0: uh, Paul, you saw the version with Jerry Goldsmith score.
1: I think I saw the well, if there is such a thing as the Amazon Prime version, that's why one that yeah, I watched. That, that's the that's
0: the <laughs> European theatrical edition. Right, okay. Um, Grace, did your one have a score by Tandering Dream? I'm guessing it did.
2: Possibly. I watched
0: it. Did it have like a song at the yeah,
2: end? Yeah, it did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go.
0: So what happened was um, uh, Legend was released uh, in Europe with a Jerry Goldsmith sweeping score. Took him six months to score it uh, and all that sort of stuff. But because it... it um, didn't fit the American market, I think the critic the uh, the test audiences weren't very favorable and goldsmith's score was one of the reasons why it wasn't favorable they um because of risky business they thought right let's let's get let's get Tangent dream to do it. They did risky business let's get them to score this and they did it in uh, three weeks wow. <laughs> they they scored the entire film in three weeks and uh, uh and they cut the film again because the American version is eighty nine minutes long. Um, whereas the European version was 94 minutes, something like five minutes at this point. So um, so the Americans had this really weird version of the film that's, uh, with a beautiful Tangerine Dream score. Now, because I run this, this, this uh, Legend fan page, um, when I sort of look through the comments, the vast majority of people grew up with Legend on the telly. Now, the TV version had the Tangerine Dream okay. score predominantly there was a couple of moments of uh, uh, where it mixed in some of the Goldsmith score for some of the scenes that it put back in that weren't in the American version because the, the um TV versions are uh, 94 minutes long as well. So, but it predominantly took the, um, the route of the Tangerine Dream version. So most people grew up with the Tangerine Dream score where I was the other way around. I grew up with the European theatrical release. And then I remember one day watching Legend on telly, and it was like had the Tangerine Dream score, and that blew me away. I was like, "Wow, what's this? Since when?" You know. Uh, and then I listened to it. And I, I love the music by Tangerine Dream, but I'm, um, but because I grew up with the Jerry Goldsmith score, that to me is the the correct score. You know, and to be honest, it, it's the one that Ridley Scott chose. It's the one that they re- released originally. So a lot of people uh, who then go and watch the the ultimate edition, which is the sort of director's cut, hundred and. Thirteen minutes long version, which has the the full Jerry Goldsmith score in it. A lot of people going are feeling disappointed. They're like, oh no, no, I
1: want the Andrew Dream score Which is the best version in your in your opinion, Jeff? Which 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 is the which is the best out of all the yeah. editions?
0: Uh, I, I love the
1: director's cut kind of Okay, is that purely is because it much added in? it's? I suppose there's quite a few minutes. It's twenty
0: three minutes, something right, like okay. that. But the thing is, it's not like they're not like massive individual scenes. They're It's it's expanding on scenes. There's not an awful lot of brand Mm. new stuff, as in like a whole new scene where this happens or that happens. It's like one of my favourite characters is Meg Mucklebones. Mm. Now the scene where Jack meets her for the first time or the only time, that scene in the director's cut is almost twice as long because you watch it in the um the, the theatrical edition and it's you know blink and it's over, but that 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 scene is huge not huge but it's a lot longer than in the director's cut and there's loads of other little bits here and there that just you know i just want to be there for longer because one of my favorite things about the film is the whole film apart from a couple of small bits is shot entirely on a stage
1: i didn't wasn't aware of that i was aware like from 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 first time as a first time viewer like i was blown away by the fact it just looked beautiful like almost almost yeah. every scene, I think mm. could be could be a painting. It's a beautifully realised world. Mm. I had no idea though that it was shot on a stage. Uh, I suppose that makes it he's, possibly makes it easier for them to frame the shots in the way they have done. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah it's just Ridley Scott has, has an eye for whatever you think of his of any of his work, even his later work. He he makes beautiful films. There's no doubt about that. He does, um, yeah. But no, I had no idea it was all shot on. Well, most of it was shot on stage. That's intriguing. Well, they, they shot the, the whole film was on a set
0: um but then 10 days before they were due to finish um this is at Pinewood um a fire broke out um i think uh, there was a collection of heat it was during lunch as always uh, and literally the whole set burnt to the ground um and they still had 10 days left to shoot so what they had to do was they moved into uh, um another um sort of studio still on Pinewood, they had to hastily rebuild things, but on a smaller scale. And then they also, so they had to shoot that. I think they lost three days because Ridley Scott and his team, they sort of rescheduled everything uh, and they did a cracking job. Um, so they only got put back three days, which is amazing considering. Um, and then I think they, they did some underwater scenes in like uh, California, America somewhere um but and some a uh, couple of additional external shots i think the first time lily meets the unicorn was shot in uh the gardens of an old house like a big manor somewhere in okay. in the uk but that you know 90% 90, 95% of the film was shot uh on a stage which i just think is just phenomenal
1: when you look at it you think wow yeah no it does yeah mm. if you haven't seen it like the, the first thing that struck me was was the visuals i think the other things that struck me about it is the fact that i i'm quite i was quite pleasantly surprised by the fact that legend isn't afraid to go dark and mm. really quite dark in places and yeah. i have been, I was reading doing a bit of reading around it not as much as jeff <laughs> without a doubt <laughs> uh, i was doing a bit of reading about it um in advance of doing the show and I, some people have said oh it doesn't sit well like who the hell is this for it's too dark for a family it's too dark for children i'm like well fantasy doesn't necessarily need to be for children right yeah. like, it, it doesn't you know it, it doesn't have to be and i think yeah and i think that's what struck me on it and like the actual the darkness the character of the darkness himself is, is fucking terrifying yeah like, i remember as a kid so i'm a bit i think sorry jeff but we're a bit younger uh, <laughs> so i i remember I remember just like seeing that, thinking, what the fuck is that film about? Like, it just, the, just the character itself terrified me. I was like, mm. can I watch Legend? My dad was like, no, absolutely not. Mm. Like, with an iron fist, like, you cannot watch Legend. Like, and just the whole thing just looked terrifying. And like, when he first turns around, you're just like, what is that? <laughs> like- well, that's all Rob yeah. Boutine, you know? Mm. He did, yeah. you know, did Robocop, he did the thing
0: this Ah, okay.
1: Right, I didn't know that. Mm. That make that make that fits. Yeah, yeah. that fits.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think children, um, certainly like, uh, uh certainly up until late nineties, I think children or kids or whatever were were less. Kind of scarred by this sort of thing. I think they there was a sort of thing where like you it's a rites of passage to watch this sort of film because it's good to get scared and it's good to remember these creatures, you know. Whereas I think nowadays a lot of um, uh, family based films are kind of a bit that don't really go that far anymore. Like, I remember watching films like that, like Neverending Story, for example. I watched that really recently, and yeah, it's like a dark really we yeah. I show, showed it for a children's cinema thing whoops um and, but you know but yeah like when i was little i remember being scared by it but... well
1: you mentioned um you mentioned dark crystal jeff earlier yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. one like there's some really the, the creatures in that are yeah, the creepiest really they're really really creepy and like monster squad even even monster squad yeah. skews quite dark mm. goonie skewed fairly dark so yeah i think it's that's a, that's a good point grace that the you, thing you raised there is that the thing with legend
0: was it was supposed to be darker um oh wow the guy okay. wrote it william Hertzberg. i mean he wrote um angel heart you know or the book falling angel angel yeah. hearts based on um originally uh darkness and lily were to get it on basically oh wow okay. uh, he <laughs> was going to seduce her and seduce her until she ended up giving in um, um but when they approached fox for the money fox the first thing they said was the bad guy does not get off with the good guy mm. um, well, and they basically they, they quashed yeah, it so <laughs> now now when you watch the film it's He's still trying to do the same, but she never gives in. Um, so that that was um, something that Fox kind of made William Hertzberg change. But there were some amazing ideas in some of his earlier scripts where, when the unicorns walked around, um, they were going to have little petals coming out of the ground behind the hooves of the feet of the unicorn. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowadays that you know, just somebody just has to clip their fingers, and that's a, an effect mm-hmm. that they can do. But in those days. Because it was a hundred percent practical, they just you know it was just something they thought. Oh Christ, that sounds expensive. I don't know how we're going to do that. And, and so they they obviously you know dropped it. But you know now they, they could have done that you know in a blink of an eye. It's amazing.
1: So what do you think? Do you, what do you think? It, what do you think its legacy has been? Do you think it's had a lasting influence on on fantasy as a whole?
2: On fantasy, but I I don't know in terms of like cinematic legacy. I mean, did it did it make at the box office was it a huge success at the no. time no or? It wasn't. no no um but yeah no i think a lot of people kind of forget that that was even like a ridley scott film let alone a, a tom cruise film unfortunately um and the more and more people that i have seen it are pleasantly surprised that it actually exists. I well, that, yeah, it it's, more it's, it's
1: a funny one because like, so I'm just looking now. It's got a meta score of 30, which isn't great. But mm. I just, I, I don't see why, because even t- in terms of like the accomplishment of of its world building and the way, yeah. the as you have said, Jeff, the way it does everything practically, and it just looks sublime, for want of a better word. Like the picture on the IMDb page is the is the princess in the black dress, for example, when yeah. she is being seduced. Well, when the darkness attempts to seduce her, and that dance, whole dance routine is it's just it's just out there like it it's just it's a film it's a film quite like any other and i think whether i i i liked it i i have to say um yeah i i don't really understand why people have taken against it in the way that they have to to in all honesty because i was i was ex- i'll be honest i was expecting like i was expecting it to be uh, quite i was expecting it to be a bit creepy and sorry not creepy creaky um like sort of like oh this is going to rage really badly it's not going to be mm. that good it's just going to it's going to be Ridley Scott's like full start and what I got I was just like oh wow every as I said every every scene looks like a painting yeah. so well, Ridley came uh, off yeah. Blade
0: Runner to do that you know um and I think he was still uh aesthetically uh in in his own head you know because Blade Runner is like one of the best world building films out there in my opinion yeah and, and I'd, I'd say probably. the same for Legend you know it's you just you know they're just amazing films just to lose yourself in they may not have the best stories but um you know sometimes there are rare films you can watch and that's not really important you can Mm. just sit there and enjoy what you're seeing and you know i used to say the same about avatar maybe not quite so much nowadays but um i used to love watching avatar just to be in that
1: world I didn't really give a monkeys about the story well, Mad Max Fury Road is another example for me where you, yeah. just, you just enjoy what you see on the screen. The stories, the stories almost non-existent about yeah. Fury Road that mm. just drive across doesn't drive back again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like <laughs> if you turn in terms in terms of engaging you in a world and looking beautiful. Yeah. Like well maybe that's maybe that's part of Ridley Scott and Legend's wide legacy. Then is just sort of you know visually films that just envelop you in a beautiful visual world.
2: Did it come out the same similar time as Labyrinth? I wonder, because that has a kind of similar theme where it's a young girl being seduced by this... Well, who's not a creature. It's trying to think that Labyrinth came out.
1: Was that <laughs> I can find out. I can find it. Exactly. Keep talking, guys. Keep talking. I'll, I'll look you know. up Labyrinth. Well, so, so,
0: one of my other favourite things about uh, Legend is the um, something that not many people know, is that there was four goblins at the beginning, rather than right. right. three, and they had a character called Tick. Um, and if you get the uh, Ultimate Edition Blu-ray... Um, there is the original opening scene on there with Tick in it, um, which is uh, it's like a um, like a it's quite a long deleted scene actually. Mm. Um, and and if you do watch the the um, the opening scene on the extended cut, Tick is actually in the film in very brief glimpses. You do see him there, but um, he ultimately got dropped completely. From from the film, I don't know at what point they decided to not use him. I don't think the character had anything to do other than just be there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so they decided to get rid of him. But if you look, there's a deleted scene section,
1: and, and uh, he's there, which I thought was kind of cool. Okay, uh, Labyrinth, 1986. So yeah. it came out so, yeah, shortly after the same then. time. So that may yeah. So that may be just too much fancy in the same time. I think it's as good a film as Labyrinth. In all honesty, like, I think it's
2: yeah, yeah yeah definitely. I don't see. I
1: don't think it's got. I don't think and Labyrinth. Actually, is another one that's used quite dark in places. Labyrinth is um, Labyrinth is pretty creepy. At,
2: oh yeah, <laughs> creepy yeah. at times for sure. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, anything anything else to add on Legend? If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's I said it's. I'm glad I am f- glad I finally got around to it. It really, really wasn't what I was expecting at all. Well, um, does Tom Cruise have good. to say about it
2: uh, now? Well,
1: Tom, if you're listening, let us know what you think of <laughs> Labyrinth. Now has he said anything? Um, Do you know? I don't Jack? know. I haven't. Has he
2: talked about it since? I I don't know.
0: We really, should uh, do
2: comic cons. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think we should get him in. Let's let yeah. get on that, Paul. I want to talk to him. I'm on it. Yeah, I'm on words. it.
1: First Jeff, first Jeff Armour
0: it's <laughs> <next> Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to speak to Tim Curry mostly, I think, because um, yeah, I mean, he's all yeah. about the lips, isn't he? I mean, you look at um, mm. Rocky Horror and, and Legend; it's it's all about the way he moves his lips and how he pronounces his words and everything. And I'd love to just chat to him about you know his lip yeah. movements.
2: Oh, Tim, yeah. Tim Curry is just like one of my favorite favorite people of all time.
0: He's oh. actually doing a competition at the minute where you can win spend an afternoon. With
2: really? Yeah. <laughs> How uh, much I, is it? I don't know. I saw
0: it
1: on Instagram. So go check it
2: out. <gasps> yes, please. <laughs>
0: give it a go
1: right i'm gonna uh, we're gonna wrap up the show now i think uh and i'm gonna end it on a shocking confession but before before i end oh. it on a shocking confession uh you can catch up with jeff jeff what are your your twitter handle is at fraught uk isn't it and yeah. dead air movie is what we want to be looking for for yes, dead air yeah. uh obviously and also if you're a fan of legend and haven't joined jeff's facebook page where where do you, is it facebook thats legend or oh, is there more the, i think it's that? just like legend movie page something like okay that. legend movie page so yeah if you are a fan of legend uh then by you know follow jeff's movie page he's definitely put a lot of work into it mm-hmm. so enjoy that Do it. um yeah you can find us on at strangers cinema on twitter or strangers in the cinema on facebook and instagram so let us know what you thought of the show uh and my shocking movie confession before the end of the show oh. is that i've never seen rocky horror picture show
2: shut Goodbye. Shut up and sit down.